the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Mark Longoria. I'm the Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. Thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas. This particular program is called Church of the Week, and it's my honor to introduce you to pastors in and around San Antonio, because as much as we appreciate you listening to The Word here on the radio station, we also want to make sure that as a radio station, you know that we want you to be involved with the local community church. We want you to be able to go to someone that you can call your pastor, someone that you can speak to, someone that you can receive counsel from. Uh, We want you to be able to have a group of people that you call your brothers and sisters in Christ that you can uh, fellowship with and learn from and teach as well and uh, be discipled and disciple others as well. That's what the church is about. And so in studio today, we want to introduce you to Pastor Ed Doherty, pastor of Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene in Divine. Pastor, welcome to the studio. Thank you. It's good to be here, Mark. Good to have you. Uh, our uh, our time here together is just going to be about getting to know you and getting to know about the ministry. We want to know everything that there is to know. I think we've kind of run into each other a couple of different times and around right. the city in different uh, pastoral type meetings and things like that. But right. um, don't really know much about you as a person. So let's start there. We'll talk about the ministry here in a moment. But tell us a little bit about your personal background. Well, I had no idea that I would ever get into ministry. I uh, I'm from New Jersey originally. I got out of the Army here in San Antonio and just stayed. I love Texas. Uh, went to work for the phone company, worked for Southwestern Bell for 30 years. Mm. And uh, I joined the, the church there in Divine about 26 years ago and uh, enjoyed service there and just being sitting in the back pew and, and uh, worshiping. Uh, felt a little tug that maybe I should do more, so I started teaching Sunday school classes Uh and then um, about 20 years ago, and I'm sorry, about uh, 15 years ago, uh, the pastor left. He got called to another another location, and uh, the board asked me if I would at least fill in until uh, somebody came. So I started preaching just on Sunday mornings, and uh, I always had a gift for Gab. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we did get a new pastor in, but he told us he would only be there for two years. He was going on the mission field. And so we had a great two years with him. And as he was getting ready to leave, he said, well, you need to step up and take over. And at that time, I started feeling a call on my heart, maybe, that this is where the Lord was leading me. So I started filling in. And I told my wife, I said, we're not going to say anything to anybody. If this is where Lord God wants us, he'll bring it about. And one Sunday morning, our district superintendent showed up. And uh, after service was over, he said, Ed, you and your wife go on home. I want to talk to the board. And he talked to the board, and he suggested that they call me as their pastor. They did. Uh, I started with my studies and uh, was ordained four years later, and oh. I've never looked back. Very cool. Uh, it's, and uh, when, when did that happen? That happened uh, in 2002. 
All right. And so it's been a uh, it's been a, a nice run. Very cool. And I never expected that's what I'd do when I retired from the phone company. But yeah. It's uh, it's been good. Really well, you also mentioned uh, your service uh, in our military. You were yes. in the army. What did you do in the army? I was actually a a, a cook. Yeah. I was a mess sergeant here in San Antonio. At the headquarters company. Well, they are very important. I was in the military myself, and I'll tell you what, man, I appreciate those guys because without them, I wouldn't be able to <laughs> That's eat. That's true. The Army travels on its stomach, as yeah, they say. Absolutely, yeah. So, Thank you so yeah. much for your service. appreciate sure. you. Uh, so um, along, I guess, during your childhood, was was this ever something you ever looked forward Never. to doing someday? Were you, did you grow up in a Christian Actually, home? Actually, I was raised Catholic, yep. and so I knew I wasn't going to be a priest. Uh, I like girls too much. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it's, this was never in my on my radar uh, for most of my life. Uh, you know, we were very involved in the church. Uh, I was born again about 40 years ago, and so uh, that was not a problem. We were always involved, very involved with our churches. Uh, but I never dreamed that I would ever become a pastor. But God had a different idea. Tell me um, about your transition out of the Catholic Church. Actually, that took place in the Army. Uh, years and years and years ago in the Catholic Church, uh, it was considered a sin to go to another church. And when I got in the Army and we were on maneuvers and I saw the priest having service on the hood of a Jeep and he got done and walked away and a Methodist pastor came up and started having his service, I started to question uh, some of that man-made law and uh, just kind of, I guess you'd say, drifted away and mm-hmm. and became Protestant. Yeah. And, uh, was there anything in particular about the Protestant faith that uh, that attracted you? Just the fact that I, I felt like at that time it was more biblically based. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed the Bible studies and, and getting into the Word. and uh, But uh, other than that, not really. Yeah. Not really. So you come to San Antonio, you retire here, you start making your life here, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was it even from that point that you were at this church, or did you go to a couple of different places before you landed there? No, actually, when I retired from, or I got out of the military, I went down to South Padre Island, and I worked down there for quite a time. Not a bad That's place. I, I like met South Padre. my wife and got married, and then the phone company moved us back up here. And when we came back up here in 1979, 1980 is when I found the church. It had just started, and I started attending there, and I've been there ever since. Uh, the way the church came about is even a real miracle. Uh, the uh, when the church first formed, they were meeting in a in a warehouse. Uh, a couple that had had really wanted to start the church owned a plumbing supply company, and so the church was actually meeting in the warehouse. And uh, one of our first pastors, actually the second pastor, Peter Hargraves, was going to San Antonio to do a hospital visit, and he said as he was driving down the road, God just spoke to his heart and said, "There's your church." And he pulled in the parking lot, and he looked up, and there was a big sign, and it was a beer beer uh, and pool. Mm. And he was like, I can't be here. And so he left, and he said he prayed all the way to San Antonio, and God just reaffirmed, that's your church. Wow. So he went back and talked to the board about it, and they were like, you know, we can't afford that. Besides, it's a, it's a business. It's open. It's not even an empty building. Lo and behold, a short time later, the owner was in the hospital, and Peter went to visit her in the hospital. And he shared with her what God told him, mm. that that was his church. And she said, well, I've been wanting to get out of the bar business. I'll sell it to you. And we took it over in 1982 and uh, converted the bar to a church. And wow. It's never looked back since. How about that? It's just really been amazing. Amazing. And back then I worked with EMS, 
volunteering MS and divine and people laugh because they said I used to go in there and haul people out now I'm trying to haul people in <laughs> to the same that's building good. that's good it shows God has a sense of humor so how how have you seen the church evolve uh, over these uh, past years um, we we are a small church uh, we've never uh, never gotten you know the hundred mark, but what I have seen over the years, I've looked back at it, and it seems as though we're a, a place where people come and and they start getting a, a real good foundation, and then they maybe go leave and go somewhere else, mm-hmm. and that's okay with me. Uh, we have some that have been there the whole thirty five years, and then we have others that you know they're there for a season, and then they move or go somewhere else, and mm-hmm. someone always seems to come and take their place and. Uh, we're a family church. We have a very big emphasis on family, which I know a lot of churches in the area do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just—it's uh, a good place to be. Yeah. So, Divine, uh, where is Divine exactly? From from here, the studio. We're about fifty miles south of here. South. It's about thirty thirty-five miles south of Divine, just south of Lytle. Yeah. Uh, going toward Laredo. Very good. Well, for those of you that are uh, like to commute, you want to take a, a trip out, or if you're out in the Divine area, uh, just south of San Antonio, you're more than welcome to uh, go by and say hello to Pastor uh, Doherty at uh, Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene. That's located at State Highway 132 and FM 463 in Divine. Uh, want to call for information or directions, you can call 830-663-6130. Again, the church number is 830 830- 663-6130. And of course, we've got the uh, uh, the internet. You've got a website you can go to at uh, Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene.com. Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene.com. Sunday school is at uh, 9.45 a.m., followed by morning worship at 10.45, and uh, Wednesday night Bible study at 6 p.m. Pastor, so during the time here, you you were attending this church, you became a little bit more involved, and then more involved, and now here you are as, as a senior pastor, the pastor of the, of the ministry there. Tell me, what uh, what in ministry do you really enjoy? I mean, I, I know that there are so many different things that one enjoys doing and serving, serving God, serving His people, but is there any particular thing that you really just enjoy about ministry? I enjoy the kids. Yeah. Uh, I, I get such a kick out of the kids. I uh, I do a little special program each Sunday called Kids Corner, and I know a lot of churches do that. And it's just so special to see the kids come in, and, and as their eyes light up with, with understanding and recognition. And, and then some of the kids that I've worked with over the years now are young adults, and to see them come back and we talk about where we were when they were six and seven years old, it's uh, it's just a real blessing. I enjoy every aspect of the ministry, but I think that particularly I really enjoy. Is there a, is there a reason for it? Is there something you went through as a kid, or is it just something that no, the Lord just No, it's kinda... just uh, they're on my heart. Uh, they're the, fir- the future of, of our church and our country, and I just have a real a real heart for the for the kids. Uh, yeah. Not that I don't have a heart for everybody, don't get me sure, wrong, no. but I just, there's something about... Uh, Working with the kids that I just really enjoy. You know, we're living in a time right now where it's it's we've really got to reach out to our kids because uh, it's not getting easier to be to be a Christian to no, proclaim that you're a Christian. That's uh, right. It's getting difficult. That's uh, right. And well, that's part of prophecy. You know, the latter days would be difficult. Right. Um, so we're living that. Uh, tell me about your teaching style. Tell me about maybe a sermon series or something that you've taught recently or something that you're doing now that uh, that uh, you want to talk about. 
I don't usually do a lot of series, although the past few months the Lord had laid some series on my heart. Uh, I, I have just felt so strongly that we as a church need to get out of our four walls. We need to be the church in the community, in the world. Uh, we can't just come on Sunday morning and get our card punched and, yep. and, uh, and feel like that's it. Uh, so I've I've really been uh, encouraging our folks to uh, to get out into the to the community to to be the hands and feet of Christ. We have a tremendous ministerial fellowship in Divine, and we have uh, started and supported many different activities in the community. And so I I really encourage our folks to get involved with those uh, so that we can do more than just Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe that. You know, looking back at, at Christ's ministry, he didn't build a building and ask people to come. Right. He went to where the people were. And I really believe that's what we as Christians need to do nowadays. We can't just invite people and expect them to continue to come to us. We need to go to where they are. Yeah. And we need to take Christ to them wherever they may be. Right. In whatever uh, area of life they're, they're in, uh, we need to be there. And mm-hmm. we need to, to show the hands and feet of Christ to them. We we see Jesus along the side of a hill teaching folks, or, or on a boat, you know, exactly. teaching folks. We see him, uh, you know, through Scripture, reaching out to people wherever they were, exactly. uh, out in the streets, out in in where they lived. What are some practical things that we can do? Because that that is very important. What you're saying: be the hands and feet, the mouthpiece of Jesus Christ, and don't just go into church on Sunday morning and get your card punched per se. Mm-hmm. But what can we now do uh, that's practical? as the church, to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Well, on a, let me first start with an individual basis, and then I can talk maybe sure. a little bit about a corporate basis. Individually, uh, I encourage our folks to just, uh, it's an old cliche, the random acts of kindness, but if you're in the store behind a young mother with kids or whatever, think about just paying her grocery bill. And when they ask, why are you doing this for me? Then you have an opportunity to say, let me tell you about what my Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. I can't not do this because of what he did for me. Yeah. Uh, on an individual basis, just these acts of kindness that we can go out and show people, again, the hands and feet of Christ. On a corporate level, again, as I mentioned, the Ministerial Fellowship in Divine, we have some some different programs that we have done. We're going into the jail we're preaching at the jail ministries, again, to, to let these folks know that God loves them no matter what. And the only difference between them and us is, is a degree, matter of degree. Uh, we're all sinners, and we've all made mistakes. Uh, we, uh, we have a program we call Mission Divine where we go out and we actually help people physically with their homes, mm-hmm. uh, build wheelchair ramps, put a new roof on. Uh, people that are in need. And again, when they ask, why are you doing this? Then we have an opportunity to say, let me tell you about my Jesus. People that may not ever come to a church, we can bring the church, if you will, to them uh, in their homes, on the street, in the in the grocery store. And I, I really believe that is where we need to be today. Yeah. Uh, I think the era of just inviting people to come to a church service and sit in on a church service is is gone. Mm. I believe the church needs to get outside those four walls, uh, and especially in light of what's going on today in our society and in America, I think we need to be more of a voice out in public. I can't help but, th- but think of the scripture where the great shepherd is separating the sheep from the goat, and he said, for I was hungry, and you right. gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, right. and you gave me drink. 
I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison and you came and visited right. me. And that's it, what we need to do. It means something. It's it's very important to God that we be his hands and feet. So Absolutely. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for continuing to push that message. We need to hear that more and more because you know we we've, we've we're we're a society now that is so busy. Everything is so fast-paced. Maybe not maybe not so much in divine, but San Antonio is so fast-paced. Absolutely. It is. Um, it, we just sometimes need to just take a break and really look at what is important in the eyes of God. You know, is it the uh, punch in the card, going to church, say I'd pat myself on the back because I did it, or is it really being uh, his hands and feet and getting out there and talking to folks? So, again, thanks. How have you seen, have you seen the church respond to that message? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, when you, when you give people that message, you cast that vision enough, mm-hmm. they, they start to, to catch the vision, and uh, they start to volunteer, they start to do different things, and then they'll come back and tell you, let me tell you what happened to me today with this individual or that individual. Uh, you know, it, it's, again, an old cliche, but it's, it's, it's more of doing is that random act of kindness we, we've heard about. But we need to be, I think we need to be definite on it and have a definite act of kindness and go out and search out people that are hurting, people that are, that are marginalized, and we need to take the word to them in flesh. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they're going to hear, they're going to listen to you talk about the gospel until they see it. And a lot of people today need to see it first, and then they'll listen to it. I think sometimes we get that backwards. We try to preach to people before we've actually shown them the love of Christ. And I I believe if we go out and show people the love of Christ first, then they're going to be willing to listen Mm -hmm. about the love of Christ. Yeah. So what would you say to someone that says, well, yeah, I mean, I don't see how paying for someone's coffee is really going to help anything. How is that really preaching the gospel? What do you say to that type of person? Well, I think because it's rare today. We have turned into such a me society. It's all about me. It's all about what I want, what I can do for mm. me. It It is absolutely different when you reach out and do something for someone else. It gets their attention most of the time. There are going to be some, absolutely, that it's not going to make a difference with. But, you know, Jesus had the people that didn't didn't listen to him either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my point has always been to understand people are not rejecting you. They're rejecting him. Mm-hmm. And he can handle it. Yeah, that's right. Well, I want to transition a little bit more and, and sure. talk about the, the church itself. Uh, okay. I want people to kind of get a... Get a good glimpse of what uh, the church is about. Uh, you gave us a little bit of the history. Uh, what can someone expect when they when they walk in? Well, I know a lot of people don't even know what the Church of the Nazarene is yeah. in this part of the country. Although we were founded in Pilot Point, Texas, uh, the church, for some reason, it seems as though we have much our much larger churches up in Ohio and the Midwest. But uh, we have about fourteen churches here in San Antonio. Uh, and then some of the outlying areas, but we are a holiness denomination. Uh, we uh, we preach in, in our church. We preach the word first, and and doctrine second, and that does not conflict with our doctrine, mm-hmm. because our I believe the church's doctrine is biblically based, and so as long as I stay biblically based, I'm not violating any of the doctrine of the church. Right. People that come into our church, I think first and foremost, they're going to find a group of friendly people loving people that are going to welcome them no matter where they are in their life no matter uh, one of the things i have pushed the entire time i've been there is that no matter who walks through those doors we're going to love them no matter what they look like no matter who they are we're going to love on them and uh, 
because again, that's showing the love of Christ. And so we have no dress code. We have no uh, expected behavior. Uh, I try to allow the Holy Spirit to to control the services. Mm-hmm. We have some order, obviously, uh, an order of service. But uh, we have our worship time, and then and then uh, our prayer time. And I do a little kids' corner every Sunday with just the kids, uh, and then our message. And then uh, once a month we have dinner on the grounds with all everybody that's welcome. We come and have a potluck dinner and fellowship with another one another. Uh, we try to have movie night every so often when. Got some really good Christian movies out there and yeah. uh, come together and have popcorn and movies. And again, so people understand it's not all about just Sunday morning church service. Yeah. It's about a family fellowship that we're there for one another all of the time, not just on Sunday mornings. Right. And uh, so far, it, it seems to be doing very well. You know, you mentioned movies. There seems to be quite a quite a few uh, Christian movies coming out now. There and are. it seems like Hollywood is finally starting to get the... Uh, Finally, they're getting the clue. Hey, you know, I think the Kendrick movies brothers with, really shook them up from the very beginning. They sure did. And movies uh, with good values, family values, absolutely. faith values, uh, are now raising the eyebrows of those in Hollywood and, and doing very well in the box office. Yeah, and praise I'm God glad, for that. And we're glad grateful to see Christians supporting that. Yes, grateful for the Christian right. community and 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 beyond that is supporting that and inviting their friends and family and even like you uh, at church. You know, buying the DVDs or showing them there and a. In a closed circuit for your folks, that's always good for those that weren't able to get out to the theater and see Exactly, it and it's an opportunity then also to evangelize a little, invite your friends. Right. Because inviting them Sunday morning, is they have a preconceived idea. Invite them over on a Saturday evening for a movie and popcorn. It kind of breaks down some of those barriers sometimes right. of, of preconceived ideas of what church is. Yeah, very good. So um, looking into the future now, uh, you've been there for a while now. You're the pastor of the, of the church uh, there at Divine Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene. What are some of the things that you'd like to see, do uh, within the church, perhaps? Any changes, anything that that you've been praying on? Well, of thinking course, about? every pastor, I think, wants to see his church grow to some sure. extent. Uh, I, though, would la- rather see the depth. Mm-hmm. I've, I've told my people a long time I'd rather be... A, 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 a mile deep and an inch wide rather than being a mile wide and an inch deep. So right. I, I really uh, would rather have all of the people there very biblically based mm-hmm. and understand the gospel of Jesus Christ and live that life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been our, our real focus. Uh, we do not have an extensive invitation program. Of course, I can only seat so many, so mm-hmm. I am a little bit limited in space, but uh, um my vision for the church, again, is to break out of the four walls, to be the church that Christ uh, was the example of, yes. of being out with the people, where the people are, uh, working. I get uh, – sometimes people wonder because I spend a fair amount of time in the coffee shop, but I do a lot of evangelizing there mm. and uh, because that's where the people are. Yeah. And people that I will see there I may never see on Sunday morning. But I can bring the church to them at the coffee shop, right? And so it's it's that's my vision is yeah. that we take the church to the people wherever they may be. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, um, we've been talking here today with uh, Pastor Ed Doherty, pastor of Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene, located in State Highway One Thirty Two and FM Four Sixty Three in Divine, Texas. You ever been out there? 
Um, if you live out in that area, south of San Antonio, then uh, drive on by and uh, be a part of the church. Go by there and uh, let them know that you heard them here on the radio. If you're in San Antonio and like to get out into the country, get out of the city a little bit, then uh, do so. Uh, get out there to Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene. Uh, again, Highway 132 and FM 463 in Divine. More information, you can call uh, 830-663-6130. Again, the phone number is 830-663-6130. Get out there, get involved, be the church out in the streets, out in the community, letting people know about Jesus Christ just by your your kindness, by your words of encouragement, by um, paying for somebody ahead of you, doing something nice to let them know that uh, that Jesus loves them. It might give you an opportunity just to... Uh, Mention the name of Jesus. It might give you an opportunity to just to talk to them uh, where they may not talk to you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, if you want to go out there, again, uh, the church uh, Sunday services or Sunday school, rather, begins at 9.45 a.m., followed by worship at 10.45 and Wednesday night Bible study at 6 p.m. Pastor, tell us about the Wednesday night uh, Bible study. Uh, we have been working through the Bible from from Genesis to Revelation. We're in, we're in the book of Matthew now. Yeah. Uh, we take just a few verses at a time and discuss them and try to apply them to to everyday life. Uh, it's it's a good time. Yeah. We really enjoy that. If I may, I'd also like to, to just mention we are also live stream on right. our website. So if somebody would like to check us out before they come out, uh, they can go to our website on Sunday morning, and our services are live streamed. All right, and the website is Divine, Divine Medina Valley. Is that correct? Let me see. Correct. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking, I'm looking at the email. It's Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene.com. Again, the website, if you want to stream it, is Medina Valley Church of the Nazarene.com. Pastor, thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate you. Thank you, Mark. It was my pleasure. Appreciate what uh, you and your uh, church is doing out there and getting be in the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. For the rest of you that have been listening in, thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope that what you heard today was a word of encouragement and something that uh, just reminds you to do the same. Get out there, be the hands and feet of Jesus today. Thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas. My name is Mark Longoria. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.